Macy, Macy, did you hmm. see did you see the album art for this episode? Did you see it? I did. I uploaded it. And let me tell you, <laughs> this album art is only going to be available as long as this print is going to be available, which is our Halloween print for 2023. The big pumpkin. The, uh, not only is it a big pumpkin, but that like retro Halloween vibe that is Love big it. this year and Love comes it. through in this print is finger licking good. So as always, this beauty was designed from the mind of Lyra Street. Mm -hmm. And uh, continuing on our print series here, these are going to be signed. It's a limited run. The orders close on November 1st. So if you want this gorgeous Halloween design, hop on over to wbahprintshop.com and snap you one up. We also ship internationally, guys. So if you are not stateside, that's all right. wbahprintshop.com My throat waits until we do 30 seconds to just make all these gurgling noises. My body just starts making all the noises. That's good. I mean, it's it's doing you a favor, really. It's telling you like, oh, if you do this throughout the episode, don't worry, I'm going to do it right now. So it's it takes it out later. If if I decide to just go, then it'll be fine. Dude, dude, dude. I don't know why I have been doing I don't I have been doing that so much recently. It lives in my head forever. I do it. I'll just hear it in my in my head all the time. <laughs> I think I still have that saved. That should be the end of It should one. be the end. A, uh, this should be the end. Just as a little reminder, kind of how I will sometimes just stick I ain't scared a little sweet at the end for fun. I ain't scared a little sweet. I need to be better about doing that because I always reach the end of the episode and I edit it out everything and I don't have any clips left. And Anything I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I do it every single I keep, time I edit. I try to keep a secondary audacity open just called bloopers. And when I cut shit, that's, that's like actually funny. I'll just slap it up over on that and I'll kind of have it. That. But Sometimes I listen back to them and they're just not as funny as I thought they were. <laughs> you know, in the moment, sometimes things really hit you, you know. Speaking of really hit you, you know what I'm absolutely full to bursting of right now? What? Hotel coffee. Ooh! How is that? Treat? Did you go down to the, to like the lobby area and do oh, yeah. the oh, thing yeah. and get you some? Got me some coffee. Got me Out some of, of those 3D, 3D printed pancakes for breakfast. Mm, I know you love a pancake printer. I love a prank, a pranker, <laughs> pranker, pancake printer. But um, yeah, and, and I went super early this morning, so it was only like the fucking weirdos that get up at. Mm, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, hell yeah, that's when I like to go. <laughs> just get the that people that just kind of stand a little too close to you when you're trying to get a bagel. Well, everybody's not up yet, so there it's just kind of like a bunch of corpses all yeah. <laughs> schlepping their way in there. Yeah, it was like a mix of like corpses in in casual wear, kind of getting ready to go to go to work. Uh and also people who have been up all night and you can tell. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. There's lots of different uh, things I, you can do in a hotel room. Dude, I just rocked. I just absolutely rocked my pajamas. No bra, Nickelodeon shorts. Dude, that's what hotels like, are for. You barely know any in of shoes. These people. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're a transient right now. You you're a ghost. And you know what? This is all tying in perfectly with my topic. So, ooh, cool. Um, I'm talking about protecting yourself while traveling slash what kind of little spooky nasties are trying to get at you because it's it's october dude and this is such a fun weird october it has been pretty good the the trickstery shit at least here in my place has been ramped up Mm -hmm. like so much even hunters starting to be like what is this what is happening and it's like fucking october bro (laughs) did you do this did you did you bring this into into my house? <laughs> what are you talking about today? I am talking. I don't know why. This is one of those things, and I was so glad that I could remember it because I usually don't. But I was uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about, and I was like, "What do I want to talk about this week?" And I was yes. about to go to sleep, and like oh. as I was slipping off into sleep, deep from the wells of my consciousness was granite. So. <laughs> I remember when I heard that, I was like, I got to remember this. Fuck. Listen, yeah. remember this. Remember this. And I did that for a little while. And I, I woke up and I was like, granite. And I remembered. So we did it. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. I love that for you. I always wake up the next morning and go, what was it? It was so important. What was it? Dude, I'm just going to give you a real quick snippet because I actually had two instances of this happen on the same night because oh. our after, I don't really have a lot of cool dreams. My dreams are very chaotic. They usually follow the exact same structure, but I barely remember it, but they're just kind of kind of kooky, you know. Right. And, Unless you're getting absolutely murdered. Uh you yes, or shot to death, which yes. happens a lot. Um yes. but I uh, was dreaming, and I don't remember the whole dream, but there was some fucking magic in this dream that I did, dude. And are you ever dreaming and in the moment you think fuck, this is cool. Like, I need to remember this. And this happened in the dream. So I don't remember why I needed to do this. But there was something going on like in a house like that needed to be chased out like it was like an entity or something that needed to be chased out. And it was like, I I, so what I did is I had like this uh, lid from a jar and it was filled filled with wax. So it was like a shallow little like lid that had wax in it. And I carved into this lid, a bear's face. Whoa. And enchanted it so that this bear's face, when I looked at it, it like became animated and moved. And in that moment, the spirit of bear rocked up into the house and chased out what I needed to chase out. And it was so fucking sweet and cinematic that like I saw it like wake up in the wax and like open its eyes. And then you just hear this roar. And then I got like cinematic shots of this black mist bear chasing out entities. And I remember thinking like, this is tight. I got to remember this. I I need to wake up and remember this because like, this is creative and I like it. Um, But yeah, same night as thinking about granite. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The bear? (laughs) Or like the phony bear? Uh, Never the phony bear. He may he (laughs) never enter my dreams ever. I do not want phony bear in my dreams. 
<laughs> may he never may he add that to like the nightly prayer list. Yes, may and phony like, bear never mommy, enter my bless dreams. Daddy, protect me from the phony bear. Yeah, don't let him make me eat spoiled zebra in the hot African sun. God, he sucks. If you uh, don't know what we're talking about, uh, the phony bear would be Bear Girls. And uh, mm-hmm. you should check out our Bear Girls wimp cap over on our Patreon. It was really fun. We uh, It was actually too fun. Yeah. It, it, it was, was it was a really it was a good time. And uh so to okay, listen. Listen here. I guess uh we'll jump into the episode, but the most important and most pertinent piece of information that we can give you right now is our Patreon shout out. Perk up your ears. Yeah, it, it might be you. Today's Patreon shout out goes to Jennifer. That's it. There was there wasn't a last one, but I I do want you to know that they do have a picture of Mr. Bean as their profile picture. Ooh. Nice. So. I really I appreciate all of the vibe there you go. going on there, honestly. Um okay, I this is here we go. This is the first thing that I, I went over to our uh, Cowboys playlist that you and I are making. Because right. uh, yes. that's all I can think about is us going and staying in Cowboy Room in our haunted location coming at you guys for oh, next boy. week's spooky So Get fucking ready for it. Uh, but room. we have Jennifer and a dozen roses, 10 more miles on his four-day run. I want to do the whole thing, but I won't. You know, I've heard that's a really sweet song. Yeah. Yeah. It is a real, real sweet song. Listen, guys, 18 Wheels and a Dozen Roses, Kathy Matea. Go mm. give it a listen today and warm warm your heartstrings. Or better known as Jennifer. Jennifer. With the Mr. Bean roses. picture. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, do you know what season it is aside from like ghost season and fall season and uh, all other kinds of seasons scorpio season oh well yeah forgot about them too candle season bro i have it's candle yeah, yeah, yeah. season oh listen we're here with a two-part we're actually part two of three-part ad series because we're back talking this week about jupiter rituals because charlie and me got our custom candles in and we want to we want to yes. talk about them talk about yes. the, talk about what we got yes and um I want to just kind of publicly thank uh, Rachel for the way that mine was addressed. This is not technically a part of the sponsorship, but it was addressed uh, your dad. on, on Mine too. So mine great. mine as well. Yeah, Love I got it. to pick it up and look at it and it was from your daddy. Your daddy. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. Damn right it is. But uh, Jupiter Rituals, we've got Vintage Charm with the power of intention. And let me tell you, I could feel it in this little package when I picked it up off of the ground. Yeah. And it was solid. Yeah. Solid and uh, heavy, frankly. Yes. Uh, Chonky boys, as we've discussed, these are not little lightweight candies they are big boys, and when I opened mine up, it was stunning. Stunning. Yeah. I was Beautiful. not expecting, because I knew the vessel it was going to be put in. I had kind of an idea of the vessel that I had chosen, but I did not know all of the care of intention of, like, the crystals and the everything, like, put on top and mixed in. And um, 
gorgeous, made for a beautiful, beautiful cam- candle. And uh, also my candle, Woodwick. Are you kidding? Yeah, they're they're Woodwicks. Yeah, yeah. So you get to listen to it hiss at you uh, as it as it does its magic, which I love that sound. I love a Woodwick. I would. I, I want to marry a Woodwick. I just full <laughs> stop. Full stop. One of the things I, you know, what was funny is me and you actually picked, uh, we didn't like kind of similar vessels. Uh, We both went for antique green glass vessels. And I find that really interesting. Um, And what was yours for again? Peace of mind? I was just about to ask you. Yeah, mine is for peace of mind. And every little piece of it was so geared towards that direction. What did you do yours for? Mine was for uh, just expanding my awareness. So just really kind of like tapping into my awareness. And it's like full of cloves. It is so full of cloves. And it's just like this dreamy brown color that has, it it is just, I just wanted to put my finger in it and like scoop out the wax and eat it. Really, And what we're talking about here, uh, what we mean is what we did for our candle is we chose the option where we could communicate with Rachel and say, hey, here's what I, I, here's my actual intention that I want you to put into this spell candle. Um, Of course, there are options of pre-maids, but if you're like, "Mm, man, I really want something specific. I want a specific intent then that's an option uh, that you can get on on jupiterrituals.com is these customizable intention spell candles. Um, And like we said, mine was for peace of mind. And brother, the second I lit, I had so many of these moments where I, I lit up this candle already charged. And sometimes it is so helpful to have a spell candle that you know was put together by like a powerful witch because sometimes, sometimes I'm empty when it comes to. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have it taken care of for you. It's nice. Yeah. It is nice to know that dude, this one here, this is done. This is done for me. It's got so much magic already spewing from the seams. Um, and I can add my own. I can shoot it with my own little laser beams and make it mine. But like, I kind of just needed to rock and roll and just light this. Yeah, up. you can just kind of trust it to do what it's going to do. I, I really want to talk about these uh, typewriter letters that you get yes. uh, that the candle came with. And it was just this delicate, fine paper that mm. I mean, we got to unfold with this typewriter message on it and good on you rachel for finding a reason to get and use a typewriter because god Uh. i'm jealous (laughs) uh i it was just really great and it was i could hear her saying it which was fun because it's absolutely Mm. written in her voice yes uh and i just it was that was just another little layer of enjoyment that i that i got to get out of this i loved it so much there was also one thing i love about the typewriter message is because it's a typewriter there's this element of humanity to it because like every Mm -hmm. once and again there would be like a a little mistake that she kind of crossed out you know and um at one point she like i forget exactly what it was but some mistake was made she just drew an error to it and was like wtf (laughs) yeah like kind of a couple letters like stuck on top of each other you know and they're just kind of and i love it it looks so great so charming Mm -hmm. so charming um 
But yes, so we have jupiterrituals.com. The link will be down in the description. Go take a look on over at jupiterrituals.com. Look at what all is over there. And you know what? If you want something custom, give them an ask. And uh, you can you can get something pretty fantastic from yes. that. And you're going to get you a heavy chonker, man. And it's going to have a lot of burns yeah. in it. So uh, anyway, that's one more time. Jupiterrituals.com. Go, go look at the antiques. Get Great. you a, a bespoke spell. Yeah, bro. So who goes first today? That would be you, my All right. brethren. I have got to quit bumping my mic. I have never bumped my mic so much as I have today. I know. We're all talking day. about it. I I know. I always have to chase down what goddamn drive my notes are in. <laughs> I have like three or four of them. And it's every time I just can't do the same one. All this right. is a good time for it, though, because I don't know if it's housekeeping or what, but something in the room next to me is just scraping against the wall. Fantastic. Hotels are so fun. Dude. What a time. So many. So the mystery noises, man. It was very interesting. Uh, when mom and me were coming back from East Tennessee, we stayed in a hotel in Memphis, uh, Holiday Inn Express in Memphis. And it was interesting because when you walked in, you saw that there was like, you know, you had the standard bathroom door right when you walked in to the left, you know, like right there. And then there was another door to the right, but it was just to the wall. And then you open it and it's one of those old school rooms that has a door that leads to the room next door. But like, you could lock oh. yours, but if I opened it, yes. I saw the door that opened into the other door. And because of that, yes. I heard everything that went on in that room. <laughs> like, it was just, I just remember, because I wake up early, I just remember being in bed, and I was just hearing everyone's every bodily function, like, as yes. they were starting their day. And I was like, this is very close. Yeah. I feel like I know yeah. that. Yeah. Did you hear some good, like, dad morning grunts? I heard a whole bathroom routine, bro. It was Good. so detailed. Yeah. I'm so glad that they yeah. are taking care of their needs and can do they so. Were. In a, they were yeah. very regular. Right first <laughs> thing in the morning. Let me tell you. <laughs> that Hey, look, that's great. No, it is. I was happy for them. I was like, good for you. I'm glad that yeah, you, yeah, I'm glad yeah, you yeah. get to move on from that and you get to feel nice Active, and light going down yeah. to breakfast. Yeah, get they do. The they do. They eat their yogurt and they eat their fiber and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Slip a little note under their door. Just like, good just, for you. just nice. Nice. Dude, I would be mortified. <laughs> I would too. It'd be so scary to get that. You don't even know what for. But just nice. Nice. <laughs> Sinister. Gross. Ew. All right. I'm going to talk to you about oh, granite. Man. And granite. Did you know? I want to take you for granted. Yeah, I yeah, will. I will. I love Rob Thomas to death. I know you do. Uh, granite is the most widespread of igneous rocks. Oh. And it makes up a whole big, great majority of the continental crust. And Gross. like 70 to 80% of it. So, you know, the, the crust that mm. we all live on. Um, continental crust. It's bomb. Continental crust. It is bomb. And it takes about 70 to 80% of the of the Earth's continental crust. So there's a shit pile mm. of granite. And grant, granted, I've been doing this all morning. I have typed granted, grant, um, what is the other one that I kept Garrett. doing over? Oh, granty, 
like auntie, oh. but granty. I typed that one a lot. I, I'm going to struggle through this. But granty uh, is a cute one. Granty. Uh, granty. Granite is called an intrusive igneous rock. And so Whoa. an intrusive rock forms when you have molten material, magma, and it flows. I cannot hear magma and not think of someone not having like a stuffed up nose. It just sounds like somebody's saying something with congestion, kind of like when you're like, bulk. I think that with bulk. like ma- magma, it just sounds very, it sounds stuffy. I can't, I read it that way every time. I wish I didn't. And I just think of Dr. Evil when he, I forget what he says, yeah, but he says something magma. about liquid hot magma. Yes. So these intrusive rocks are molten magma. It flows and it it gets hard underground. Mm. Uh, Over a long time, though, it cools slowly. Eventually, uh, you're going to see granite. It's going to take a little while until you see granite on the surface because, again, it forms deep underground. But eventually, if the overlying rocks are removed and it's kind of pushed up to the surface in some cases or just the rocks are removed, you'll see the granite at the surface, which we see a lot. Uh, But it just we will get into later on, like, how much has to happen for us to even be able to see, like, the granite that we see topside. And granites usually have a coarse texture. Meaning that you can see all of the cool inclusions and textures and shiny bits and whatnot to the naked eye. Like you can look at a piece of granite and be like, look at all that going on in there. You know, it's not glittery. Yeah, they're fun to look at. And this is because of the slow magma cooling process. It allows for larger crystal growth when it has its time to to cool down slow. Whoa. So granite has a high concentration of feldspar, quartz, uh, and less or so of mica. And from what I could see, it's largely feldspar. You're going to get 65-ish percent concentration. Quartz is 20-ish percent by volume. And then you have mica, amphiboles. I don't know. But I know that that's what turns it uh, black, apparently. Like black granite has a higher concentration of amphiboles. Um, and uh, other minerals kind of smatter out the rest of the percentages also, like many other things, the colors. So depending on what is all found in there is going to determine on what color granite you are, you're looking at here. And also some of the texture. There's a pretty wide range of granites, uh, granite colors, uh, very expensive ones being more exotic ranges of, uh, kind of color and look, but common colors are, you know, shades of gray, pink, white, beige, and black. That's usually what you'll you'll often be finding if you're talking like granite countertops, you know. Yeah, or black something. granite is fucking tight. It is cool. I had this professor in and <laughs> when I was in college that uh, had these green Brazilian uh, granite countertops for his bar, and Ooh. I remember looking at him because there was always like a dinner he would host for graduating seniors at his house. You know, you could go out sure. and like. It would be like a nice dinner, you know. And I just remember being like, that's a lot of money for countertops in a bar. But it was really pretty. Um, (laughs) But it had to be found in Brazil. Because Brazil, apparently, to tie this whole story together, is one of the hot spots for we're talking like that flashy, crazy, pretty granite that might be more uh, unusual shades than you might find in other places. So if you are a granite connoisseur, uh, you might go to source it out of Brazil apparently i'm just thinking of of um 
like uh not what's the, not middle-aged college-aged macy just be really concerned about the cost of these yeah because i'm already i already struggle with like frivolous expense anyway but i just remember being like not like just for the bar huh like that's yeah that's, that's liquid income too much huh um and <laughs> so 40 percent of all dimension stone that is queried quarried quarried uh, i don't know is don't granite know. and what is dimension stone dimension stone is stone that is cut to certain dimensions think countertops or like when you walk okay. down those old fancy bank buildings and the whole facade is like cut granite slabs you know like the big pink granite shiny buildings yeah. and shit okay. or like modern day tombstones Monuments Ooh, such yeah. as that, they're oftentimes granite. They are cut, though, for that. They are dimension stone. These pieces were cut to fit or cut to be a certain thing, and they are generally of a higher grade of granite as well. Mm. And you have a shitload of granite that is used in construction, especially your lower grades that are oftentimes crushed and ground up. Uh, in the U.S., limestone apparently takes the cake for crushed rock used in construction, but granite apparently uh, gets really really high up there but uh, we're, oh. we we care about that limestone here apparently but the limestone everywhere love it and the us is full of granite it is everywhere it's all over the place and you can see it in a very natural stunning form for example in yosemite valley uh, where it, as you know el capitan half dome the walls of the valley itself are composed of towering granite and it's very dramatic to to see it towering also, above like that. Where you so many Sam's from? Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so angry to be from such a beautiful place, you know? But really mad. Really mad. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Just go back there and just chill there for a little while and come back nah. refreshed. You'll be fine. Nah. And uh, speaking of, this is just like a PSA. I There's, I don't know if anyone has ever seen a film called the dawn wall but it's about a like a a climber's journey up el capitan and it's just one of those it's a documentary but like if you're just in if you just want to sit and just say what the fuck over and over and over but also be super enthralled by a crazy story like just hit it up but like crazy story um i i every now and again i'll just watch it when i need to get inspired and just be like no nah, i I'm good. I'm pretty. I have actually. I'm. I'm. I've got it great. Yeah, I'll watch the Dawn Wall. Um, hit it up. Hit it up. So there's a lot of geological activity that must have happened for us to see the Yosemite Valley. As just a lot of Earth shit went down, uh, and any exposed granite for matter above the surface. So again, granite forms under the surface. So for us to see it, especially in the case of Yosemite and other towering granite examples, it had to have been exposed, meaning the overlying rock, again, had to have been eroded away. So either by glaciers, uh, time and weather, tectonic movement, such as you have mountain ranges that are largely composed of granite to where like one slot, you know, you have like the, the plates themselves that push it up. But it has to be exposed because granite always is deep under there forming, which makes it what is called a platonic, plutonic rock. So probably not platonic, but plutonic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it just wants to be your friend. It's, yeah, it's not interested in you like that. Yeah. So granite is hard as hell. 
It's rolling up to about a seven on the most scale, which I expected to be harder, honestly, but that's really hard enough to withstand most things, especially like in the household, you know, in the forms of counters uh, and even in other things such as facades and monuments. So this just got me on, this got me on just the unfortunate topic that is Mount Rushmore. And... (laughs) I, this all especially leads to just a little bit of math that shows just permanence of decisions. So when basically it was chosen to desecrate very sacred Lakota Sioux land and a site called Six Grandfathers Mountain that was seized after a ton of bloodshed and treachery because gold was found in the Black Hills and uh, the colonizers wanted it, uh, they ensured that in that granite of that sacred site, those four faces were going nowhere for a very long time. Mount Rushmore is large, it's not entirely, but largely granite, which erodes roughly one inch every 10,000 years. Since each of the noses alone is about 240 inches long, I found they might last up to 2.4 million years before they... (laughs) Wear away. And they're essentially permanent. And granite doesn't play around when it comes to withstanding the sands of time, which makes it even more disappointing considering two of them publicly owned slaves. Uh, Famously so, in fact. One of them, Roosevelt, spoke publicly in New York in 1886 saying... I don't go so far as to think that the only good Indian is a dead Indian, but I believe that nine out of every ten are, and I shouldn't like to inquire too closely on the case of the tenth. And uh, the other ordered what is still the largest mass execution in this country's history, which was the group hanging of 38 Sioux men. So uh, in that, just uh, the the permanence of choice, huh? And uh, So, so like... In, in a time so far in the future that those details, that like written history will probably not be remembered. They'll just be like, who are these guys? Must have been a yeah. Britain. Yeah. And that it's just, just great. You know, Gross. just, just you sum it up into all just one word that I could, it's just yikes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and what if you anyway, carve like a big dick on all their foreheads? That'll be there forever. And uh, anyway, that is to say, granite is strong. It's not going anywhere. And to further prove that, let's wind the clock back thousands of years to Egypt, because it is what the Great Pyramid of Giza is made out Uh, of, uh. as well as other Egyptian structures such as the obelisks. Uh, And it seems to me that the Great Pyramid, it's doing just fine outliving us all time and time Mm. and time again in Mm. perpetuity. It's fine. So with that, let's get in. You know what? It's thriving. And we can get into the metaphysical here. And first, I think we have to talk about the endurance aspect of granite here. For so long, granite spends time underground. And even when exposed, you know, topside, its strength keeps it looking much the same from generation to generation. The sands of time are long for granite. And whether it remain underground or be used in a pyramid, either way, it will remain in its form that either it was found in or put in until someone changes it, probably. It's just going to keep enduring. And we all need to do that sometimes. We all have times when we just need to endure. 
when we need to imagine that granite case around us, that granite eggshell around us, uh, just to get through times that are much less than savory. And maybe this is a short time. Yeah, me, like you're me, recently walking around Gatlinburg during fall foliage peak season and you can't breathe in crowds. And maybe it can be helpful to just do those mental shields of being like, I am granite. I am surrounded in granite. I am impermeable. I will endure as you get through these spaces for where you are sharing everyone else's breath and skin flakes. It... Was so much, dude. I those were crowds I have not maybe ever experienced, and I hated it. Um, town was beautiful. I need to go any other time if I'm going to go into right. that town. Right. But the leaves. Oh, the leaves. Fuck. Uh, patrons, y'all if have a little video coming. Past all the mouth breathers. Just that, well, that was shit. the beauty of it. We we went to town like once, and we're like, okay, so we're just gonna go outside of town for everything else, which we did. Like, I, patrons <laughs> have a video coming. I took a bunch of footage in uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park, and uh, y'all are gonna get a little montage. And there's even a little uh, there's there's little kinds of there's all kinds of things in there. So that's coming for you guys. But uh, granite is a good source when we're looking for balance. You know, if we're trying to find, you know, but not just, we're trying to find a balance of pragmatism and whimsy. We don't want to go so far into the material that we lose our fun. And with granite, we have a strong stone that contains glittering pieces, making it something special. You have a dynamic or you have dynamic and static energy here. Uh, So... With that, you get a nice balancing and centering vibe coming from granite. It reminds us that, you know, you do not have to be a cold, flat stone if you're trying to be strong. You can still shine as who you are all the while. And granite is all about them steady emotions, balancing out the wearer or user to baseline. And again, not of coldness, but one of just steady clarity. Slow and steady is the way of granite. It's slow to cool. It's slow to be exposed to the surface, even if it is. And if it is, it's slow to erode. It's slow. And with this slow frame of reference, granite is a good stone to work with when you're trying to see the bigger picture. Because with granite, we're looking at the grand scheme of things, large swaths of time, the entire forest, not just the trees, you know, just like one single tree in the woods. And we I, we both talk about this a lot, but it, like in my experience, when I can pull my perspective out of myself, uh, oftentimes I can kind of like chill out and realize I'm I'm in more con- things are better than I think that they are. You know, when I can mm-hmm. expand that perspective out and kind of pull out of my own kind of like ego spiral that I'm in. Right. Uh, I saw this cracked me up. I saw on a site that I believe was called thecrystalman.com. Great. <laughs> um, and it, I saw the, the claim, granite will remove all skepticism, which <laughs> is not good. Um, <laughs> nor do I, please don't remove my skepticism, please. It's how no. I stay alive. I need it. Um, like, it just cracked me up. Like, wh- what? What? uh okay um you get a crystal you get a chunk of this shit and like suddenly you're the most gullible you're just immediately join a cult like yeah in a heartbeat (laughs) (laughs) so wow granite 
Granted helps us believe in our own power and our own strength, believing that we do not have to lean on the power of others, but we are enough to make things happen for us in our lives. We're capable of it. And maybe perhaps you've been on a little dip in your magic, you know, you're not feeling it or you're not kind of believing your abilities. Maybe you know, either get some granite or go to like, I know, at least in Texas, there's several places within like a handful of hours of here, you can go that are just like full of granite, just like go find a place and lie on some granite, even, but like, Mm -hmm. soak up some of this energy, this subtle, balanced power, and let it be a reminder that your power is always present. You just need to unearth it so it can shine. And granite is an excellent stone for magical tools such as mortars and pestles uh such that's what i have i have a granite mortar and pestle and i fucking love it it is so heavy though it's my only complaint but it's worth it and uh wands rune sets pendulum mats uh all for offering bowls or offering plates you name it you can probably find it carved out of granite uh it's not only durable but coming from a balanced place of energy, it's a good source to lend to magical workings. And it it can kind of lend maybe magical workings that touch of longevity that granite is so capable of. It feels like, at least to me, when I grind, because also I love using my granite mortar and pestle because it's very grindy. It doesn't have like, because you know, m- like marble ones are kind of like clacky, you know? Mine is like, yes. <laughs> yeah. and I just love it every time I'm making shit in it i'm sorry um what was that again i hurt my throat doing it i feel like the i feel like the scratchiness as a result (laughs) of doing it but it sounds just like it and um but maybe when you're working with that stuff it's seeping in that very foundational energy to whatever working you are doing and i feel that granite especially granite found in you know like natural formations near places that have experienced traumatic or intense happenings or granite structures that were built will hang on to that energy. And this is kind of what is talked about in the stone tape theory. And Mm. this isn't just granite, of course, but I think if we remember that stone potentially harbors the energies of previous happenings, recording it, if you will, then we can approach stone in these sites with reverence, uh, because stored within them are stories and history. And if we listen, maybe we can pick up on that. And uh, with that, that is Granty. Granty. Granny. Granny Granite. Oh, <gasps> yeah. that's cute. It is cute. Because it's so old. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's wise. Oh. Hey, Macy. Mm. You ever been to Sedona? I have never been to Sedona, but I want to go to Sedona very badly. It'd be super cool if there was like a witchy thing going on, maybe like May 23rd to the 27th, 2024. Uh, you know what? Are you talking? I think I might know. Are you, I know what you're talking. Are you talking about the ritual recovery retreat taking place in Sedona on May 23rd through the 27th in 2024. You know, I am talking about that five-day, four-night, all-inclusive retreat made for those looking, uh, made, uh, I was trying to do a whole thing, uh, made for those looking to discover uh, their magic in a grounded way. I am talking about that one. So during this retreat, 
there's a lot going on. You're going to mm-hmm. learn some witchy stuff. You're going to learn about oils and crystals, herbs and intentions. There's going to be a full moon ceremony. You're going to talk tarot, maybe talk trauma-informed approaches. And you know what? If you want to get out in that Sedona, natural, just beauty, there's hiking. If you want to just go out there and just be a part of the vibes of Sedona, which I just can't say enough about, (laughs) it's there. Yeah, you can uh, learn or relearn basic witchy knowledge, you know, in your judgmental free space. You can do some shadow work. We can just generally recharge or expand your existing knowledge. And this retreat is being put on by Tess, who is the owner and founder of Spellbinding, which was started six years ago to, as they say, create intentional wares for the modern world. Tess is also a professional tarot reader and educator. Uh, They created the Little Deck of Darkness Oracle, which is a really cute name. (laughs) I love that. Um, Which is meant to help others take a closer look within themselves through shadow work. Uh, And they're the host of the Everyday Witch, the podcast, where where they interview other spiritual entrepreneurs about their journey. So, Best time is to go ahead and get these tickets now because there is going to be an increase going on in December. Let's talk about the, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the days. There's a really neat kind of like a itinerary that gives you an idea of what's going on here if you go to this retreat. And we'll start with day one. So on day one, you roll up. You arrive, you can get settled in, you look around, you get a little goodie bag and you can hang out goodie with bag. goodie bag and find out what's in that goodie bag. Uh, then we, you can gather and there's going to be a nice little icebreaker, some dinner time, maybe a witchy movie night, it seems, that night in the movie theater, Sick. which is cool. Sick. Yeah. And then you move into day two, your first full day. And it is a day, f- it's a day filled with in-depth tarot workshop. There is an intentional candle workshop where you're going to learn about crystals, herbs, sigils, and you get to make your own candle. You'll also be gathering for a sister circle. Plus, you'll be given some free time to just kind of chill and walk around Sedona. So day three. There is some time to explore the Peace Park in Sedona. You can gather for a mindful food workshop with Chef Jen and attend an in-depth tarot workshop. Day four includes ritual oil workshop, where you're going to learn about the intentions behind essential oils, how to make your own oil, and you're going to also... And there's also going to be time to visit Sedona later on, have Aura photos taken, which if you haven't done that, please do. And this is the night that will end with a full moon ceremony. The pictures of the food look really good. That's all I'm looking at, man. Yeah. On day five, it's time to pack up and have one last sister circle. And you say goodbye. But that's four nights. That's a good long time to really settle in to the space. Alrighty, guys. So one more time, that's shopspellbinding.com. So you can check this out for yourselves. And once again, this is May 23rd through the 27th, uh, 2024 in Sedona, Arizona. Macewad. Yeah. 
you were recently on the road and you shall be on the road again soon. I currently am on the road and I shall be on the road again soon. And I want to talk about traveling and the ghosties within. Mm. And, you know, kind of kind of what to do about it, how to protect yourself. But I got inspired by the creepy little happenings that always kind of go on within a hotel. And it's hotel is just sort of no man's land for me, like spiritually, um, in that almost it's, it's weird to say, because it's like if I go out looking to be scared by a hotel, then I can get scared. But if it's just a run of the mill hotel that I'm at because, you know, work trip or this, that and the other. A lot of the creaks and the pops and the spooky noise, I just kind of go, eh, whatever. Because maybe it's the person next to you taking their regular morning movement. Maybe it's a ghost right under your bed scratching your feet. I don't know. So I kind of don't think about it. But um, protection, however, is very important to me. Because while I think that in hotels like they they're very active. You know what I mean? Like I feel like every time you go to a hotel there's some stuff going on. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Um but I I feel like activity is a little bit ramped up and there's reasons for that that we'll get into it. And by the way, this counts for hotels, hostels, bed and breakfasts, verbos, um campgrounds. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're anything with that liminal energy. Like that's, yes. that's one of the things like yeah. you, you're like, uh, you're talked about it a lot, especially the new Kirk's link, like in Hellier and all of that is that liminal space. There's no, mm-hmm. it's just constantly fluid and moving. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's something that I get into in a bit like that kind of constant changing and what that might attract. But whether you're traveling for like a mundane reason, like totally non-paranormal, or if you're got your nose looking out sniffing for a ghost as we will be doing next sunday um sniffing out our cowboy room Uh, in the case of mundane travel the belief is you know obviously spirits can be present anywhere given how universal death is people die in hotels all the time (laughs) people die People die everywhere all the time. So if you do subscribe to the idea that spirits tend to kind of linger in the vicinity of their passing, it does imply that virtually anywhere uh, that people might stay for a little while, there's movement, Mm -hmm. could potentially host these entities. Um, In some paranormal beliefs, spirits are thought to be more active in locations with high human traffic. And this is what we were talking about. The belief kind of centers around the notion that the emotions and the energies that people bring to these places can influence the spiritual activities that uh, we perceive. So if if we aren't specifically discussing ghosts, pa- you know, past dead people and uh, entities, you know, the, the sheer volume of energy and emotions and things just associated with travel and with crowded areas and having a lot of people coming and going and sleeping overnight and be it it all gives rise to this residual energy 
So even if you don't kind of get on board with like a haunting aspect, there's definitely emotional residue that is left behind by countless, countless, countless visitors. Um, the, uh, the energy though, that is kind of left behind in a, I guess I, I want to say like a residual haunting kind of way. Mm. Uh, if that's more your vibe, if that's more your bag, however, like that can also amp up. It can work as like a little, uh, what was it? An AM pump, an EVP pump. I keep calling it. What is it called? EMF pump. Uh, uh, EMF pump. Yeah. yeah. Can, it could be a little, a little EMF pump because, you know, we're just stamping that stone tape over and over and over again with different shit. Eventually, um, something can kind of sniff this out, you know? So not only can these places of high traffic hold the spirits of human beings who have passed on, but, or I guess not passed on, but they've passed on to something different. They are different than they were before. Uh, they can also be home to anything that you come across, I guess, in your own home. We're talking shadow people, residual hauntings, poltergeists, etc. However, because of this shifting energy, they can catch the attention of other entities. Now, what other entities am I talking about? Okay, first of all, we got restless spirits or lost souls might be more attracted to places with lots of people, whether or not they're coming and going, just places with lots of people, because it feels familiar. Think about it. If you're past you know, maybe you don't even know that you've passed or maybe you're completely aware. Do you want to be like alone and lost or you want to be in a place where there's other people and you might feel a little more comfortable? Now, me, if I'm a ghost and I know I'm dead, I'm fucking off to the woods. But if I'm just like one day find myself alone, I'm probably going to try to seek people out, right? So these hot spots of human activity is just a beacon for yeah. our, our lost I always souls. wonder if they're like, batteries you know because like when you're just adrift because like i wonder what the the difference in reality looks like mm. you know mm. and i like to sometimes imagine like big metropolitan areas or gatherings of people is just like this glow of energy and they can just come and and, and draw yeah. from it a little bit and just and just you suck down on that energy yeah yeah um yeah i do kind of think about it you know when you see the map of of places like an aerial map and you see just the lights so you can mm -hmm. see the more populated area. So you see these clusters mm -hmm. of lights. Specifically, I'm thinking the opening to Alone, because they do that every time. But, <laughs> um, which I've been watching, dude. I could talk I, about I'm, it. I'm, Listen, I've been waiting. After, after all this, after all this recording and stuff, I've got, I've got thoughts. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, outside of those entities, we're, we're also talking non-human activity. So I want to start by talking about psychic energy feeding entities. So you're, uh, you're, you're a psychic vampire. Your energy, va you're Colin Robinson, if mm. you will. Uh, you're going to attract people to feed off this energy. Like May said, if it is this kind of a glow of you're like, oh shit, there's energy over there. Whether or not they mean to be like creepy, because I, you know, when we think about non-human and we think about things that feed on energy, a lot of times we're immediately thinking something spooky or bad, you know, in bad in quotations, but it could just be like, wow, there's a shit pile of food over here. Let's go over here. Um, but it does kind of open up 
this uh, ability or this, this, you might become a target is what I'm saying. So uh, psychic energy feeding, this is hard to say. I don't know why I wrote it like this. Psychic energy feeding entities are a category of paranormal entities that are believed to draw sustenance or benefit off of energy in general. Mm. So uh, this could also mean tricks. We'll get into tricksters, but this could also mean there are little things that are purposefully exacerbating negative emotions or creating like like a reptilians. is like a sense of unease so they can then feed off of this energy. And we're starting with our good old succubi and incubi. So whatever are... tomorrow oh, brings, I'll be there. Can you imagine sitting down and being like, okay, guys, what are we going to name this band? And you come up with incubus. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And then you do such works as I took a look in a book and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, anyway, these are spirits that are traditionally believed to visit people in their dreams and engage in sexual activity uh, to mm. draw on that sexual energy and desire. Then we've got what's known as emotion eaters. And these are entities that thrive on strong human emotions. So they could be happiness and joy and excitement, but oftentimes, especially with just the state of the world and how everything is, these are fear, anger, and sadness. So these are the things that might influence or exacerbate exacerbate these emotions to get a bigger buffet. We also have shadow parasites. Tight. Which... They're exactly what they what they sound like. They are entities uh, of some form that will can and will attach themselves to people to drain their energy. So instead of sitting at the buffet just snacking on people as they pass, they just pick out one person in particular and they're like, you. Uh, so that's always a fun one. Okay. And you definitely kind of want to protect yourself while you're in a space like this. But also protect yourself from kind of taking that dude home. Because I I don't necessarily believe, I don't necessarily believe in bringing ghosts home, like from a graveyard. You know, I, I don't, that's, I don't really subscribe to that. But I do think that there are entities that will hook onto you, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a human is, I don't know, they might get confused and follow you home. But if they do, I'm not worried about it. These things, yeah, a little gross. I don't want them on me sucking my energy off. Mm. Uh, and then... <laughs> sucking have, your uh, energy off. Yeah. Not out. Yeah. Deep-throating my energy, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, just you giving know. your energy a good hummer. That's. I just you wanted to clarify. It it's yeah, like the I grapefruit do. lady. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> so... Uh, Another version that we have, another thing that could be working on you while you're while you're here, are more human spirits. But like, I guess what you would think of as I hate to say negative spirits. Sorry, my brain shorted out for a second. I hate to say like negative spirits because I don't I don't like that. But definitely a spirit that's a little more uh, drawn to turmoil drawn to your negative emotions they're kind of 
uh, uh, doom and gloom. Me, I feel like doom and gloom people, like Debbie Downers, when they pass mm. on, they kind of become like this. And they're just sort of like, oh, man, everything stinks. And yeah. I feel like they can Like if you never that. learned anything throughout your life and you just yeah. <laughs> stayed you just, that way, you just stay that way in yeah. death, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then we have the psychic predators. And um, they are the... They're, they're the highly skilled ones that are going to prey upon these uh, individuals that have feelings of exhaustion or unease. And while it's different than a psych, like a psychic, like a parasite, I feel like it's just kind of random. I feel like it's a little bit mindless, much like a parasite. It's just sort of like, oh, you'll do. But the predator, they're going to like be like, ah. You fuck, you fuck with energy. So I, you're going to be a pretty constant source for me. I'm going to go with you. Uh, and then there's things that aren't even sentient at all. We're talking energy vortexes. Okay. So there's paranormal theories that suggest that certain locations are high in or high, um, foot traffic or high in and out traffic. I forgot the word for it. Uh, can attract. <laughs> energies from all over until they become an energy vortex and then of course we have thought form entities uh and this could be basically so much of us being like this hotel is haunted this hotel is haunted this so until oh shit look that hotel's haunted by what i don't know like a poltergeist or something mm. you just create a ghost how does that i don't know either way thought forms thought forms and thought forms that's it End of episode. And then, of course, uh, you also need to look out for the alive uh, threats as well, such as living psychic vampires. Um, now, this can I, – I don't know. I'm not saying that, like, your narcissistic, like, you know, friend is going to come hang out at a hotel just to, like, drain people. But I am specifically thinking of Colin Robinson, and that is a very thing, him thing to do, to just, like, find a hotel and, like, go to the breakfast and just bum everybody out. Oh, that's out. what it, immediately I thought of breakfast. I think, like, everybody's just yeah. trying to start their day, they're freshly rested, and you just yes. go in there and you take them all out. You just yeah, yeah, wipe yeah. them all out. Oh, yeah. Oh, you change terrible. the TV to, like, you know... Uh, fucking uh, what's what's that Bazinga show? <laughs> oh God! Fucking Big Bang Theory! Big Bang Theory! First thing in the morning, you just ram yes. it down people's throats and just be like, you know, I really do think that Sheldon is one of the great <laughs> cinematic characters of our history. I've got an itemized yeah, yeah, list as yeah. to why I think this, and I'll start with number one, and you just that, drain everybody oh, dry. Oh. oh. Oh, yeah, and then just kind of give the camera that blue face, his face glow thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, so now I want to move into trickster entities, because they're fun. So trickster, trickster spirits uh, are entities that enjoy causing mischief, and they may be more active in crowded places, because they have ample opportunities to play pranks on the living. So we're going to start easy with playful pranks. Uh, or playful tricksters that are known for playing tricks or little pranks on humans that can range from moving objects, unexplained noises, causing some like minor confusion. But we can kind of also ramp up to the uh, 
freakier ones. We got shape shifting. Trickster energies can be are often associated with shape shifting abilities, allowing them to take on various forms. And this can lead to encounters with people uh, where they appear differently to cause confusion. Or I I swear to God, I run in to like tricksters just trying to be human sometimes. <laughs> Dude. And I don't think. What if that's just all the you know you can, I think you get into like men in black energy a little bit with that you know because yes. it's just like what are what are this what well what are this? what is this yeah and the thing is is it's I'm, I don't necessarily mean like an interaction of like full when you're looking at a person because that's a lot of energy but like I did have an interaction <laughs> where I'm not saying that this is a trickster but it is definitely something I would do for fun. Um, I went to the, the like lobby bathroom while I was here and uh, it was a, a multi, multi stall situation. And mm. I walk in and there is someone just absolutely bombing the place. I mean, hell yeah. Shotgunning that thing. Yeah, and um, get it out. Yeah. I, in a way that was explosive. And I just, yeah kind of turned and left and the thing is i'm sure that was somebody just getting it out but at the same time i'm like what an awesome opportunity for just a little thing to do that you don't have to be seen you just have to make the noise and then you can just numb up all that i i see what you're saying yeah so instead of it being somebody who accidentally had gluten in their food it's a ghost in there just going and just making all these yeah. sounds yeah and then like yeah. they hear the door shut again and they're like i did it nice guy yeah, yeah 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 i see what you're tell saying tell me you yeah. wouldn't do that if you were like I, it would be it'd be a lot of fun yeah the best it would the best yeah. um, there's also a thing tied with tricksters about uh subvert like kind of letting down your expectations and i think that this i, I think specifically of me and like your mom uh, I mean, Macy's mom. I'm not just making <laughs> me and, your, <laughs> me mom and your mom. <laughs> Macy's mother, who like, I feel like is always let down by hotel. <laughs> Dude, famously so. Famously yeah. so. I, I got to see it like a, I got to see some good approval on this last trip because we got oh. lucky. Uh, but but generally uh, hard to please. But also... Isn't it, you always get into a hotel room and because things are so hard to keep track of, tricksters love to kind of run through and send you on like little wild goose chases. Um, There's also an uptick of that activity of something disappearing. You look for it a long time and then you turn around and it's right there on the desk in front of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The goal Mm -hmm. there is to uh, not only confound you, but amuse themselves. And uh, there's also... I I just I just like the trickster energy because I feel like hey look even if you're fucking with me a little bit it's still kind of fun it's still a little bit fun um it's it's fun to an extent it depends on how yeah. long it goes on for and how many times yeah. like if I'm yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. climbing uphill this whole time dealing with you I'm very rapidly gonna get annoyed and then I'm gonna yes. get annoyed and know that you're feeding on my annoyance and then I'm gonna be mad yeah 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 and. Exactly. So tricksters, like they can be light handed with it. Uh, however, they can also become, um, you, you, you can start to find their antics, uh, like 
disturbing after a while, unsettling, and even kind of feel a little bit threatened by their actions, even though their intent is not to hurt you necessarily. Uh, it is to just cause you to have strong emotions and having strong emotions all the time can be exhausting. So I yeah. want to talk about how, how I feel about yourself. the smoke monster. The smoke monster yeah. I had in my house felt like mm. that. Like it, it, mm. it was steadily draining all of us dry, but unless you poked it, it wouldn't really do much, but if you poked right. it, it would it would act up and and kind of make you feel crazy and start messing around, you know. But generally, it wanted to try to just hide and suck us all dry. Um, yes, suck that energy off, make the lights flicker and shit, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's some people even kind of welcome this activity, especially if you are on the hunt as we will be in our cowboy room. I, I would very much yes. welcome the flickering lights and the, this, that, and the other, because I'm trying to have that experience. And the thing is, you want that. It's almost like a, you know, like when you accidentally train your dog to do something bad, like it's so cute when it hops up and eats off mm. the table when it's a puppy and you're like, Oh my God. And you kind of praise that. And then you have a real problem because you have a full grown dog, like jumping up or whatever, you know, it's mm -hmm. sort of like that. I feel like the tricksters that get, they find themselves in these haunted locations. I think they're just continuously rewarded for doing what they're doing. They got a real sweet setup. Dude, being a trickster in a hotel would be awesome. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Especially a hotel where people are basically begging for something to happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I would, let's talk about how to protect yourself, not only from these tricksters, but from all, you know, the energy vampires and all the, the poltergeists and whatnot. So first of mm. all, set your clear intentions. Like before you even leave, before you travel, before you pack your bag, set that intention for the trip. Whether, you know, it is for business or it is for fun or ex exploration or if it is a ghosty trip set that intention be clear and 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 uh be clear and i guess positive about your intention and that can help you create your emotional barrier uh, of course, we also have things like meditation and grounding. So you can engage in these things to exercise your like inner balance and inner stability, making you a little bit harder to throw off kilter and be fucked with. Uh, it's also going to help you to maintain a strong personal energy. Um, you can also do some protective Im imagery. So like May said, you know, I'm surrounded by granite. I am unfuckable with, you know, I can't, I'm not going to be... Uh, fed on by anything. I'm not going to be tricked. I'm just, I'm a stone. You don't need to mess with me. Mm -hmm. There are, speaking of stones, you can carry some protective items. All right. So you can, your little talismans, your am, your amulets and crystals and some specific crystals good for traveling or labradorite or the traveler's crystal uh, or the traveler's stone. Excuse me. Mm. There's amethyst is particularly good for travel. Black Hermeline, selenite, and tiger's eye. Real good for the travel. Mm. If you're looking at more herbs to keep in your butt, there's eucalyptus, <laughs> comfrey, uh, and obviously comfrey? the physical... Comfrey? I thought it was comfrey. Am I saying it wrong? I just... Comfrey just shook me, but maybe that's how you say it. I don't know. Comfrey. Uh, uh, I don't know anything it, anymore. 
I might be saying it wrong. It's C-O-M-F-R-E-Y. Comfrey. Yeah. I thought it was comfrey, but I honestly, I'll roll with comfrey if that's comfrey. if that's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the physical protective ones such as, you know, like bring you, bring you a little mix of uh, peppermint and uh, tea tree oil. Spritz it around the room. Keep it, keep your shit physically clean. When your shit is physically clean, it's going to be easier to keep it, you know, clean um, spiritually. Same goes for your body. Practice good hygiene when you're out on the road, you know, take your, take a shower, keep up with your routine, practice mindfulness, you know, uh, if you don't typically do mindfulness practices, starting when you're traveling or perhaps having that be a travel ritual can be important uh, to just be aware of your surroundings. Plus, it's also good to just be aware of your surroundings when you travel for yeah. totally mundane reasons. Yeah. Positive affirmations. Work that in. Have a little moment of mindfulness and work it in them affirmations. You can also uh, work in your physical, uh, your like visual protection at this point while you're doing your affirmations. Become that stone. Uh, maintain good hygiene, which I jumped the gun on a little bit, but uh, getting good rest, having a balanced diet, doing maybe hitting the gym that they have at the hotel, you know, um, Staying showered is stuff like that. It's all going to help you mentally feel a little bit better on the road, which is, again, going to make you um, harder to fuck with. Let's see. The next one I have I'm really, I'm always, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm always, I'm always really intent on washing my face. That is what I yeah. care the most about. Like, I, like I usually shower and whatnot in a hotel too, but like it's like when we were driving, so like you know seven hour days on the way to Gatlinburg yes. and back, for all I could say all day was like I'm ready to wash my face. Like I just want to mm. wash my face when I get to yeah. the hotel. Like I I feel like you just take in a lot through your face. Yeah, and you do, especially I mean, and obviously like you know it, it's it's hard on your skin to travel, and I'm jumping all over the place because I'm just thinking of like the sun sun exposure. You know, yeah. if you don't, if you're not used to it, uh, just being in a car and traveling can be a lot for you. Mm -hmm. Wear your sunscreen, people, please. Get you some. I sunburn. Get if I do not wear sunscreen, I will sunburn every single road trip. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so, like, people only really think about sunscreen when we have our big, like, beach days and stuff like that. But, no. like, so much. I think it's 80% of your skin damage comes from these little everyday trips yep. in the car. And wear a like daily that. SPF. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, so throughout time, uh, there have been deities associated with travel protection. And I'm going to give you some of these. And this is not to just sort of pick one from the list and be like, that's mine now. Uh, mm. I'm just talking more of like a, a, a historical recognition kind of way. Recognition, recognition, whatever. The first one we've got is Hermes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I was kind of waiting for you to correct my pronunciation. So we've got Hermes. Hermes, Hermes yeah. is correct, I think. Okay. Uh, the messenger of the gods and protector of travelers. Then we've got Hestia, who is the Greek goddess of the hearth and home. Well, she's not like technically a travel deity. Uh, her presence was uh, invoked for the protection of one's home while they were like on the road. So keeping your shit from getting busted in while you're gone. 
Then there's Ganesha, who travelers would often seek the blessing of for a smooth and obstacle-free journey. Saint Christopher, uh, Saint Christopher images or uh, medals or like little uh, pendants. What are they called? The little, um, not a cameo, little, but just the little Saint the Christopher little necklace, the little medal, yeah. Yeah, the little disc with like mm. the the image on it. Yeah, is there like a spe- specific name for that? I, I don't know. I know Rustin wore one, interestingly, for a really long time. I uh, that. Yeah. Uh, but he just called, I, I've just always heard it called uh, a Saint Christopher. Um, but usually mm-hmm. it's silver on a chain mm-hmm. worn around the neck. Yeah. And a lot of times that is to protect uh, folks during their journeys. There is Fortuna, who I love the name. I love Fortuna. I yeah, love it's pretty Fortuna. Sweet. It's a good name. Uh, travels would pray to Fortuna for a safe journey. There is also, um, uh, 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 who, where am I? Oh, here we go. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. I'm, pro- I'm going to need a second to sound this one out. Please forgive my Texas tongue. Amatesu, who's a Shinto sun goddess uh, and one of Japan's most revered deities. We've got Brigid or Brigid from Celtic mythology, um, invoked for journeys. We have uh, the matronae in ancient Germanic and Celtic traditions. Uh, and also, lastly, we have the ancient Egyptian Bess. B-E-S, I'm assuming that's Bess. Uh, but associated with joy, music, dance, and traveling. So, I want to say... Here, before I talk about something sort of completely different, just remember when you're on the road, I know it's easy to get freaked out. Remember that most paranormal stuff is just totally natural. It's part of the natural world. It just exists. It's not necessarily evil or out to hurt you. However, do be alert because just like human beings, living people, some things very well might be out to get you. So just be aware. And... Mm -hmm. Lastly, I want to end up with something that I saw talked about and I thought was spooky. Um, and maybe this is like future spooky. So like going in depth, to, I don't know. But listen here. On the road, there is a much higher when traveling, a much higher reported amount of time slips or Temporal anomalies, anomalies, not anomalies. Pretend I said that right, and still sounded all spooky. <laughs> uh, yeah, so account accounts where individuals claimed to have briefly uh, traveled or slipped through time is much higher when they were on the road. Now, I want to talk about the characteristics of time slips. Okay, so. Time slips are often spontaneous. Uh, they happen spontaneously with no effort on your part, no intention on your part, and they can just sort of occur whenever. You will experience some sensory disturbances. So this may include changes of lighting, temperature, atmospheric conditions. There's retro retrocognition. Yeah, retrocognition, um, where you might perceive events or scenes from the past as if they were happening in the presence. Present. What's wrong with me today? I think it's all I, I feel coffee. I, I feel like I've not been able to talk today either. I don't I know. I can't what's get going it out. On. I can't get yeah. it out of my head. 
and also they are typically time slips are typically brief, la- brief lasting only like a few moments to several minutes. Uh, and when you come to most people feel like disoriented, they feel like just like they might've been disoriented the entire time. And I have some famous time slip cases for you. Just very brief. So, uh, let's see. This is the Moberly and Jourdain incident. In 1901, Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain, two academics, claimed to have experienced a time slip at the Palace of Versailles. Versailles? Palace of Versailles? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. It's the it's the S at the end that... that I, any, dude, I, we all heard me struggle through Cushiel's dart. It's okay. Eh, all right. Uh, so they believed they had briefly traveled back to the time of Marie Antoinette. Oh, cool. We have wow. the Bold Street incident in 1996. A Liverpool businessman named Frank was walking along Bold Street when he suddenly felt as though he had stepped back in time to the 1950s. Suddenly he saw everyone in vintage cars and in old-fashioned clothing. We have the Rendlesham Forest incident. Dude, this is Rendlesham 19... Forest is bananas. That story <laughs> is wild. And there's a lot of really interesting documents around it. There, and this is a very brief, like, one sentence or one or two sentence thing. So in 1980, several U.S. military personnel stationed in Rendlesham Forest, England, reported a series of encounters with un- unidentified craft and time distortions. They claimed to have experienced strange perceptions of time during the events. And I'm kind of keeping these vague because, like, that would be fun to talk about for a spooky zone. Um Yeah. And then there's this one that's just called The Vanishing Hotel. A group of British tourists claimed to have entered a French hotel in 1979, but found it abandoned and dilapidated. After a brief exploration, they exited the building, only to find it completely restored to its normal condition. Cool. Uh, and that wraps me up. Just about, you know, shit that can happen while you travel. Don't get time slipped. Don't get time slipped. Time slips yeah. are wild. I've read some pretty crazy stories um, of time slips and things. And I want to say we've even received a few uh, yeah. from well, you've listeners. I want to say we got a wild... Who, me? Yeah. When did I have a time slip? Didn't you with like Hunter coming home and like, oh, God, that whole thing was weird, dude. And what sucks is I while they might humor me, I feel like nobody truly believes me on that because like it (laughs) made no sense at all. And it's like, well, are you sure you didn't see the car? Yes, I'm sure. I I know what I saw. (laughs) So weird. I believe you. Ugh. And, and everybody says <laughs> I they do, but I just I deep down, feeling. this is my own paranoia. Because even Hunter's like, well, I believe you. That's pretty wild. And I'm like, do you? Do you believe me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're just humoring me. <laughs> <laughs> Wowee. Oh, God. Oh. I forgot all about that. Dude. My goodness. We're oh. back next week with the big old spooky sode. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have cowboys. We're going to have a special guest talking about incidences while they were a paranormal investigator. We're going to have listener stories. It's going to, dude, it's 
gonna be spooky and it's gonna be huge i don't know what you just said because you got yeeted out of my headphones for being too oh. shrill <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be spooky and it's gonna be huge nice it is it's gonna be thick it's mm. always thick and mm. I can't wait for our overnight investigation. I literally <gasps> think about it 24-7 and it is oh, making yeah. these days since we booked it pass so slowly. I have been listening to the Cowboys play. I listened to the Cowboys playlist the entire drive to Dallas and um, the whole entire time. Every once and again, a song would come on and I would just go, of course she did. Of course she did this. I here. really, I went yeah. real nuts, but like, yeah. I would just get I put so like proud four of myself. songs and then you came in and added like 60. So I'm about it to It was go about 60. Yeah. And then yeah. like every now and again, I would just have to throw a wild card in there. Like when cowboys yeah. file for divorce. By I, I, yeah. That's one of the ones. Yep. That's one of the ones. And I was like, yep, there it is. Yeah. And the Billy Cyrus Old Town Road. Because I just, that, yep, that one. I want to yep, know yep, what yep, they yep. think you better, about it. You know, better fucking believe I listened to the whole like, thing. You, good. You know, I just like to imagine the ghost cowboys as we're asking, like, or here's Deep in the Holler by fucking Randy Travis. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. here is Old Town Road. What do you think? Uh, yeah. 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 I cast your votes. Uh, one thing that I have been thinking about just listening into these and, and thinking about it, there's like, God damn it. Were some of these 90s country songs like kind of at the beginning of becoming like stupid pop that we know like country today. That but, like, is today. Yeah. How shitty. But at the same time, did they know how to make a catchy ass song? Are you kidding? Chewing back, chewing back, chewing back, chewing back, spit. Which that that was that's still pretty modern. That's old Shelton. Um, oh no! Oh, for sure. I just mean like I feel I, that was that that. I don't know, man. I don't know. There, th- we need to do a whole episode on like the evolution of country music. Pick up, man. And it's like, okay, we're starting. Yeah. This is where we're starting to. This is so cheesy. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to track the uh, the growth and change of country to what is like nowadays, like truck pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truck pop, pop, pop. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Mm. It's okay. Uh, I guess we should wrap this episode. Let's do that. Oh. Um, before we just kill it. So, okay. One thing, guys, uh, you probably noticed it in the uh, episode art, the print. Look at it. It's a pumpkin. And it's oh, big. Yeah. And it's scary. And it's available until November 1st. And then it is gone into the ether, into the sands of time, never, ever to return again. So if nope. you want it, snap it up. We'll be shipping it out after we can get them printed uh, once orders close in November. So if you're starting your collection or continuing it, hit it on wbhprintshop.com. Also, don't forget to check out the sponsors of the show. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show yourself, you can send us an email to wbahpodcast at gmail.com and just let us know. Just say, hey, I've got this like witchy product or service or thing-a-ding that I think the beans would like to know about. And, uh, you know, hit us up. And you can also just send us whatever email you want. You could send us spooky sewed fodder. You could send complaints. Uh, you know. <laughs> feet pics? We get the whole gamut over there. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. get a whole uh, mix. <laughs> Join us on our Facebook to check out 
the coven and all the silliness that you guys get up to over there. She thinks my tractor's sexy. There we go. Is that what you've been trying to think of? No. I it just popped into my head. <laughs> and it was like this it was it revealed itself to me. Um, oh, like how you finished it with there you go. Like I know <laughs> like I know what that was for. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> uh uh uh, let's see also uh i I guess i guess that's it i guess i I guess we've repped everything we need to rep to you so goodbye all right everybody goodbye catch you next week for the big one um stay spooky my friends (laughs) 